Konnichiwa and welcome back to another episode of the Japan Rugby Weekly Podcast. I'm Doug the Translator and this week we've got another quick episode where I'll review the Japan vs Australia game that was held in Oita over the weekend. Let's go! Welcome back everyone. Uh, sorry that this one's out a few days late. Had a very uh, busy week. Had a camp with the mighty Mitsubishi Sagamihara Dinobores uh, in Chiba. Got back on Friday. Then on Saturday went to a uh, conference, a ref conference uh, in Osaka. So uh, yeah, it's been a pretty busy week. Um, and I also wanted to guess, uh, review this game that we've had as the first international game that we've had in Japan uh, for two years, I think, since the World Cup. So it's been great for uh, fans to be able to see Japan versus some quality uh, opposition. Obviously, they played the Sunwolves um, this year, earlier this year in June, um, but this is the first proper international uh, since they lost against South Africa. Um, so, yeah, everyone was real uh, excited about it. It was in a bit of a weird location, Oita. Um, it was close to where I used to live in Kyushu, so a lot of my friends went. They loved it, but uh, obviously there's a lot of fans up in the big cities uh, of Tokyo, Yokohama, Chiba. Um, so there were a lot of people who were disappointed and wasn't played up here. But yeah, uh, what are you going to do? Um, yeah, if you get straight into it, it's a pretty uh, close game. Japan uh, went down to Australia 32-23. to 23. Um, It was a bit closer, I think. Uh, there were a couple of good tries from uh, the Japanese backs. One from Lemeki off a good kick from uh, the 10 Matsuda Dikia, who uh, has normally been a reserve back uh, to Yu Tamuda, who has started, I think, the last 11 games at 10, but uh, changed it up for this game. And I thought Dikia played uh, pretty well, slotted a touchline conversion as well. Uh, yeah, like you said, kicked that uh, crossfield kick for Lemiki to score the first try. And then uh, the second try was from Nakamura Ryoto, uh, the centre vice-captain this game. Um, so yeah, obviously uh, Ryoto scored off an intercept thrown by the Kintetsu Liners number 10, Quade Cooper. Thought he had a good game, set up their first try with a good offload, um, controlled the team quite well. Um, but yeah, it's the, f- I don't know how many, uh, Intercepts they've Australia have thrown in the last few games, but they've thrown a lot. But regardless, they uh, got the win here to make them uh, five in a row, which is a very big feat. Obviously, beating South Africa twice, uh, Argentina as well. And thought uh, going off what they'd done in Australia, thought they'd be uh, putting a bit more pressure on Japan, who haven't played an international since they played uh, up north in the. Uh, up north in July, June, July. Uh, so there's been a bit of a gap. No domestic rugby for the Japanese players as well. So they've just pretty much been training. They didn't have uh, Matsushima uh, Kotaro either. Um, lost to Michael Leach, who was going to be starting on the bench. Uh, so yeah, uh, before it, I thought Japan, without that match fitness, might struggle. But um, yeah, they really played well. Stayed in it for a long time. I think part of it was... Uh, the Australians didn't really play up to the level that they had against teams like South Africa, but um, definitely left a few points out there. But you could say the same about Japan as well. 
thought, uh, like I said before, Quay Cooper was quite creative, but not too many of the other uh, players were. They got put under quite a lot of uh, pressure from that Japanese uh, defence, which was coming up real hard. Um, and like I said before, created a try out of that. Um, but one place that they did uh, dominate was that set piece, dominated uh, in the scrum, I think. Uh, Japan got one penalty against the feed uh, in the second half, but until then there was, yeah, uh, there wasn't too much going the way of the Japanese in terms of uh, set piece. Got a lot of turnover um, against their line out. Uh, they scored a great uh, try off a special uh, line out special uh, where they peeled off the front uh, and yeah, managed to score a try off there. And then they ended the game uh, with a Maul pushover try, which uh, is a bit disappointing in that defense of that last Maul uh, by the Japanese. It was a bit too easy, I think. But until then, they uh, looked like they were defending all right. Um, still throughout the whole game, uh, in general, dominated by that set piece of the Wallabies. But yeah, I uh, was particularly uh, disappointed in that last effort. Thought um, I think would have kept the score. Uh, really close, 27-23 until that last try. Uh, obviously, Japanese fans are still pretty uh, uh, happy that they went up against a team that's third in the world at the moment, I think, uh, and put up a good score. Would have been good if they kept them out in that last try uh, to keep it a four-point margin. Hey, you can even see there's a lot of improvement there. Congrats to uh, Ben Gunter, one of the previous guests of our podcast, and also to Dylan Riley, who is a teammate of Ben's at the Saitama World Knights, uh, both making their debut. Uh, just going to make Panasonic even more uh, strong, I think, with both of them there. That basically makes them Category A, so uh, they'll be classed as Japanese, as well as Craig Miller, who is their uh, New Zealand lucid prop, who also uh, played once he came on. I think they uh, that one penalty that they got was with him with him at one know nothing about scrums don't know if it's thanks to him but um yeah uh he was moving around quite well on that field as well so well done to him uh well done to lapis the uh the new captain who replaced michael leach thought he played well uh led well and him uh with himeno and ben gunter were quite a big uh force in that back row uh they got a few good turnovers in that breakdown forced a few penalties um and yeah, I thought in general, all of the players uh, played well. They had Semisi Masadewa from uh, Kindis Liners and Fafida on the wing, who's also from the Liners. Uh, it looked like Semisi might have pulled a bit of a hammy when he uh, went to kick the ball, which is a bit of a shame. Hopefully it's nothing too serious. Um, but they all played well. Uh, Lemeki scored a try, but then uh, got yellowed for a uh, shoulder charge, which was a little bit uh, disappointing. But, but yeah that I thought the game was going to get away from Japan uh, once it happened, but they all uh, pulled together and uh, kept it close towards the end. I think that shows that Japan uh, definitely deserved that uh, seat in that top tier, in that tier one, and it'll be great to see them in that uh, rugby championship. I think they just need to play top-quality opposition constantly, kind of like Argentina have been, and it'll help them grow. It'll help uh, Japan rugby grow uh, in general, a lot more people will be able to see it. Uh, a lot more kids will hopefully want to play it. And uh, yeah, it can only mean good things. But in saying that, uh, there was some news on the Rugby News Japan uh, from our mate uh, Rich Freeman. saying uh, the uh, grassroots level 
the high school, university level, it's pretty lopsided still. Uh, team from Kyushu, from Saga, the Saga Technical High School, has always been strong. Um, and the teams that they play, I think all the good players from that region all go there because it's a team that's uh, seen from other unis. It's uh, a lot easier to go to good unis if you're at that school, even if you're not playing that first team. Um, but they bet, they bet the uh, Tosu uh, Technical High School 213 to nil uh, and that's to qualify for the national high school tournament but yeah so that was basically the final of that region I think and um, just let you know the high school level they only play 60 minute uh, games as well 30 minute halves and that's with the clock basically running don't think there's any you know uh, stoppages or I uh, don't think the ref can necessarily stop that clock so it's a uh, pretty insane to be able to score that's pretty much them just off kickoff running 100 meters to score for 60 minutes straight um so yeah don't know if that's uh the best prep for the young players coming forward like hopefully those players in the losing team uh still want to play rugby after that and um yeah i mean i've seen uh teams like saga uh play against uh these kind of lower quality teams and you'd think after they have 50 nil up or even 100 nil up, they'll start putting their reserves on. But from the game that I saw, it was their first team basically for the whole 60 minutes. Um, not really letting the other players play either, uh, which I thought was a bit of a shame. It'd probably help with their depth. But I don't know. I guess, uh, that's the best way to keep the, uh, competitive in the current, uh, build up or the current makeup of that tournament. So the best way to, I guess, change and make it more competitive for everyone is to uh, just change how it's done. And that's not just at high school, but I think uh, at uni as well, there needs to be a bit of an overhaul um, just to make uh, the future a bit brighter. Because it still seems like all the good teams, all, all the good players are still going to those top high schools, the top unis, and then it's the top uh, professional or the business, the top uh, company teams as well. So uh, yeah, uh, hopefully we just keep seeing more exposure of the game in Japan. Uh, everything keeps improving and uh, can be a real force for years to come. But um, I think the first place that they have to start is the grassroots. Need more money put in that. And also in refs, uh, from what I saw at the ref conference, you know, all of them are still working full time, um, basically. And then they've got to go up and, you know, uh, ref their games. think, you know, they get maybe 50 or 60 bucks a game. Uh, most of that probably goes to their travel and stuff as well. So, um, yeah, I don't think you can have a top quality league unless you've got top quality refs. So hopefully that keeps improving. I think the refs all want to learn, want to keep improving. It's just uh, about making sure that that's uh, financially uh, plausible as well. Because, uh, yeah, there's everyone's got to make a living. So even if you love rugby, you can't necessarily uh, put all your time into it if you've got to work uh, somewhere else as well. So hopefully, uh, yeah, that keeps improving. Like I said, great uh, game back for Japan. I think they'll be disappointed. They definitely had chances to win, but in saying that, Australia didn't play their best game either. So, um, yeah. Again, sorry for the short episode. Again, been pretty busy, but I did uh, record an interview with the Dynables captain, uh, Hayden Bidwell-Curtis. So hopefully they'll be out next week. It's a goodie. We both sound a bit tired from our camp. It was right uh, towards the end of camp. And yeah, I think you can kind of hear it in our voices, but um, yeah, it's a great story. Can't wait for you to hear it. And 
Thanks again to our sponsors, Activating Recovery Pro. We've had a few people messaging saying they've uh, used the code JRW15, um, and that not only helps our sponsor and our pro, but also helps the podcast. Uh, if we know that people who are listening are using the code, then uh, yeah, it uh, it'll really mean a lot. So keep supporting us. Uh, let me know how you thought the game went through messages, through comments, through whatever. If you've got any questions about Japanese rugby, send them through and I'll try and answer them. And uh, before I go, I just want to say a lot of teams are starting to play preseason games. A lot of them you can watch on YouTube. So uh, you can look through a lot of, if you follow uh, all the teams on Instagram and stuff, you'll see when they're playing, you can search them up on uh, YouTube. And I think one useful a uh, word that you can have to help you find that is to know what live coverage is in Japanese and that's uh four things like YouTube live heishing live heishing um so yeah if you see any of those live symbols around the uh teams then that mostly that most likely means that they're playing a practice game um obviously a lot of teams have different ideas behind the practice game some teams go for uh, top team straight away. Other teams develop for a while. I think Panasonic last year pretty much only played their Bs for most of their preseason game and uh, worked out quite well for them winning the comp. So there's a lot of different ways to do it. A lot of teams have different styles. We play our first preseason game next Saturday against Kurita Watergush, Ben Poultridge's old team. Uh, can't wait. Uh, all the boys are uh, yeah real excited to finally be able to play our first game. There's basically games every week. A lot of teams are wanting to play each other. So Make sure you uh, check those out by looking up the live hygienes. And yeah, uh, that's all I got for you this week. Look forward to uh, the interview that I've got with H coming up, HBC. And uh, yeah, make sure you keep following up on Japanese rugby, keep sharing in, help grow the sport. And yeah, uh, <laughs> said year about five times. But uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, enjoy your week and I'll catch you again next week. Let's go. Thanks for listening to another episode of the JRW Podcast. Make sure to rate and share the pod if you enjoy it. And don't forget to use code JRW15 at the ANR Pro checkout for a 15% discount. Arigats, I'll talk to you next week.